I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret Two. This week, I am joined by none other than Love Islanda and all-around mega babe, Paige Thorne. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm fucking brilliant because I'm talking to you. Is this, <laughs> is this lifting your mood a bit, girl? Yeah, absolutely. I'm beaming. My cheeks are aching from smiling and laughing. <laughs> That's what we like to hear, mate. Now, I want to ask you, I've got so many different questions, like... I could have you basically on about five different podcasts and still want to talk to you loads, but I I kind of am so fascinated by your life as a paramedic because it seems so different to like, you know, what we've seen of you being gorgeous in a bikini. Um, What made you want to be a paramedic girl? Oh my gosh. So it literally, right, I was in college. I had no idea what I wanted to do, none at all. And it came to, we had to apply for university and my lecturer said, Page, do your like application and I was like I have no aspiration I have no idea what I want to be and she was just went well what don't you want to be and I literally sat there and I said I don't want to be in a job that is Monday Friday nine to five no progression and no job satisfaction satisfaction whatever that was Mm. that's action I was like and as long as as long as I'm doing something that is meaningful to other people I was like I will be happy so I, that really left me with healthcare working in like um, the hospitals or joining the police, the fire or being a paramedic. In my head, that's all it left me with. Mm-hmm. I am not the type of person that could be cooped up inside a hospital all day. I honestly take my hats off to those nurses and doctors, everyone that works in them because that is a tough, tough environment to be in. Mm-hmm. So that for me was like, no. Uh, where I'm from in Swansea, I'm sick with my community and... I just wasn't, couldn't be in the police. The police wasn't really my area that I thought I would be very good at because I'm too much of a laugh. I'd probably be <laughs> probably like, oh, it's just a little bit of weed. You're all right. <laughs> don't, don't do it again, please. <laughs> just say sorry and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, just put it in the bin. Thank you. <laughs> that would be me. That would be me. So then I was like, right, paramedic sounds like an absolute... A roller coaster of a job and that would keep me really interested and enthusiastic about my job because it's something different all the time God. and I was I've never I was so lucky I landed on my feet so Swans University is the only university in Wales to do a paramedic course otherwise all the others are in England 
Uh-huh. And I managed to get on the course first time around, interviewed. And it was just like meant to happen, you know. And what really like set it to me, one day I came home and my little brother, she was two at the time, he do you know when babies cry and they hold their breath and then they don't cat and they go blue? Yeah. Well, my mum just panicked and she just started like shaking him, trying to blow in his face, and like she was going frantic, mm-hmm. trying to get him to take breath. And I literally remember just taking him off her mm-hmm. and put calming her down and just you know, like calm in a baby, yeah, yeah. and you just talk to them nice and soothing, and they, they eventually would come round. I was, I just, just the, I was the calm of yeah. the storm, which is exactly like one of the main skills you need as a paramedic. And I was like, do you know what? If I can do that for my own family at an age where I had no training or idea what I was doing, it came naturally. I was like, maybe paramedics is for me. And then, yeah, rolled yeah. with it. But that's amazing. Like you basically have described yourself in it, like being calm in a crisis. It, it's the absolute polar opposite to how I would go on. I'm <laughs> definitely cut from the same cloth as your mom. I'd be, I'm, I'm terrible in a crisis. I just make everything, oh, I make everything worse. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly a, a nervous, anxious person all the time. So when something goes wrong, it's just, I'm fucking heightened. <laughs> So yeah, so, yeah, oh god, yeah, chicken little. But no, that's amazing, babe. So it definitely feels like you found your right vocation and you built on that skill. And well, clearly you absolutely love it, like because you've gone back to it now and there's plenty of other options as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I said before I was going into love, and I was never gonna give up my job. I worked so hard for it. I absolutely love it. And it's something that genuinely makes me happy. I go into work and I have the best time. It's obviously the jobs you know, depending on the jobs as well. But I do have a really great time in work. And I was like, why would I ever give that up? I, I just wouldn't. So yeah, I love it. Definitely need to be. And I love that as well. So hang on. So just so I get me a little timeline, right? Did you work through the pandemic then? Yeah, so I qualified and I came out on the road and within three months, the pandemic hit. And then no. my career was, was, and I was actually the first, we, I was part of the first crew that went to the first COVID cardiac arrest when we had to wear all the big white suits and the hoods. I was the first crew ever in like our locality to go on a cardiac arrest during that time. Talk about the baptism of fire, page. No, throw me in the deep end. No. Throw us in the deep end. Mad. That must have been like, I mean, I imagine being a paramedic at the best of times is incredibly scary, quite high octane. And even for the calmest person, you know, you can have your buttons pushed. But in the middle of a global pandemic, babe, that must have been a lot. That was, it was really scary because obviously we didn't know enough about it. I was going to work. I was sat with these COVID patients yeah. and I had the masks on, I had the PPE but you just never, you can still catch it, like no matter the PPE. And I was living at home with like my mum, my dad, my brothers. So like my biggest worry was just taking it home to them and making oh. anyone in the family unwell. And it was just like, oh, it was a dread. So what I did, which I don't know why, I would just work every every possible overtime I could. I would literally do six days, a day off, six days, just so I wasn't at home as much. So I was always out of the house and doing something useful during the pandemic. I think I'm going to cry. That's so, so thoughtful, girl. Like, oh, honestly, mate, you're just so lovely. What the hell? (laughs) You are. I'm honestly tearing up. Like, I think for most people, the pandemic and like, you know, the subsequent um, isolation and stuff was a really like tough time. And I'm just talking about potentially like mental health, being furloughed, not saying your family, but you are really on the front line, girl. 
Yeah, it was. And some of the some of the scenes I witnessed, like they really do stick with you. And it is just heartbreaking to see like how COVID like just annihilated people completely. But hopefully as a country, we're gonna come out with this the other end, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I always like to remain really hopeful and say we've learned from it and, you know, potentially the worst is over and stuff. But God, what, what do I know? I'm not a medical <laughs> professional. Um, but like, that's great. So you've gone from playing such an integral role in, you know, like protecting our country, being at the forefront of it all. Was it a lot? Is, is that why you sort of thought I could do with like, I could do with four months in a sunny villa here? Like, is that what kind of led to your decision? Was it, did it play a part in the decision-making process? It definitely plays a part, but I can't sit here and be a little saint and be like, I just needed a little detox from work because I've already said it in other podcasts. And the real reason I went on Love Island was the pettiest reason you've ever heard, Vicky. You're going to cry. Is it a make, is it a make of jealous? <laughs> is it a make of jealous? Because if it is, I'm completely backing it. <laughs> But he was a dickhead anyway, was he? Oh, dick. Yeah. Right, if I got nothing to say, I won't say it all, but just know my mouth is running 100 miles an hour right now. <laughs> no, it was, so basically, I'll give you the brief version. I won't bore you, right? I was in an 18-month relationship with this guy. It was a Tinder date. Ended up in an engagement, right? No. Yes. See, I, I don't know what's wrong. I'm, I'm just not picking boys for myself ever again because I can't do it clearly. Yeah. Ended up in an engagement. Anyway... Um, he texted me one day, he was like, I'm breaking up with you, out of the blue. I was like, okay, like we're meant to be at my, but whatever. Yeah. I was like heartbroken. And when I say heartbroken, I literally, I went down to like seven stone. I was depressed. I was heartbreak diet. It's always the worst <sighs> girl, isn't it? It's the worst. Like, I mean, I was loving being skinny, but it was not healthy and I do not recommend. <laughs> do not recommend. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, yeah, he broke up with me and then I was going to take this worst heartbreak known to man, I thought. And I found out he was on Tinder within like a week and I was like, <gasps> you, you little shit. I was like, <laughs> right. I was like, you can do Tinder. Well, guess what? I'm going to do Love Island then. Like, Fuck off. <laughs> I did, that's why I went and done. And it was just to be a little bitch on this TV screen. <laughs> oh, no, honestly, I feel like serves him right. Serves him right. And I bet he's screwing now, babe. Half the fucking country fancies you, to be honest. You've got me questioning your sexuality as well. So, yeah, I'm sure he's kicking himself. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, that boy, I've got no words for him. But... Yeah. Well, you don't need, we're moving on, Paige. We're going onward and upward. And we're now, so right, we're being petty. We're on Love Island. Could you believe it when you got on? Were you nervous? Were you scared? Were you just really buzzing like an old fridge? I was like, do you know when stuff doesn't hit you and you're just in shock? And my mum's like, you're going on Love Island. I was like, nah, nah. (laughs) And then then they were like, oh, you're going to be in the original lineup. And I was like, nah, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then I'm in like that holding villa beforehand and it's the night before. And I, my chaperone was like, you're gonna go into Love Island in the morning. I was like, no. I was like, I'm, no, I'm not. And I was just in disbelief the entire time until I walked through those doors with India and then it hit me and I was like, shit. And that's why I think I come across like such a sweet, innocent, cute page. I was just still in shock that I was still there. I was like, shit, I'm here. I've met the fine love and what am I doing? What am I doing? I totally understand it though. Like I'm one of these people who absolutely will not 
will not believe something's happening until I'm like there and living it right and yeah. I remember when I got the jungle um and obviously I've been such a huge fan of it for years like you grow up watching it and like deck obviously Geordie Royalty so I was like couldn't believe they'd picked me you know and the flu was out and I remember being in my hotel and they're like they keep you in a hotel from anywhere from about five days to like two weeks beforehand to try and throw the press off the scent um and I remember getting out there and of course like you're not meant to have any technology you're meant to be kind of isolated but you see bits and pieces it kind of helps so I knew they were all in there and I wasn't and I was like this is a fucking joke. Like, I'm not actually going on. They've got me here. They've decided I'm not good enough. And now they're starting the show without us and they just don't know how to tell us. Honestly, this I was driving myself insane, Paige. And I remember saying to like one of the big producers, like, if you've changed your mind, just tell us. If, you, <laughs> if you've changed your mind, it's okay. And they're like, honestly, you're going in late. It's a surprise. Will you just calm down? And I was I was convinced Ant and Deck were going to jump out somewhere and be like, surprise! <laughs> like, we don't want it anymore. It was awful, babe. So I totally, oh my gosh. totally get it. Like, but once you were there, mate, and it was all happening, like, you must, it must be a bit, because I mean, I can't imagine walking around in my bikini all day. Like, did you forget the cameras were there very fast or were you a little bit self-conscious? Not that you've got anything to be self-conscious of your body's class, but still. Oh, thank you. Um, do you know what? I walked in and when Laura Whitmore was there, I was like, right, cameras everywhere. I was like, smile, look pretty. Yeah. And then I remember my first conversation with Luca and he asked me what my favourite sex position was. And I answered it within 20 minutes of meeting the boy. And I was like, yeah, I really should. I should be more aware of the cameras because that wasn't good. That wasn't good. <laughs> I was like, why did I answer that? Just, just say, really? Like, why did I answer that? Oh, to be oh. babe, put you on the spot, babe. And you you know, did. we've all got a favourite one. We've all got a favourite one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, shit. It's easy to forget they're there, though. Like, Jesus Christ, you're talking to the girl who's pretty much done it all on the telly, really. So I completely understand how quick you you just relax, you know, and you forget you that you're do. doing anything other than just living. Yeah, and it becomes so surreal. Like, mm. that is that is your world in there. So it's like, even when the cameras are there, is you just like, all right, yeah, back to what I was saying. Like, and you just honestly forget. And um, yeah, I should be more mindful of the cameras in many points of it, yeah. but we're done now. We're yeah. done. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And you know, 
it's something that you learn like for me I thought you were an excellent like I thought you were excellent on the telly you know like I thought you were yourself I thought you were natural and that's what people want to see but I suppose if you do more tv going forward you just learn you know and you kind of can if you want to slightly hold a little bit back for yourself and protect your peace then you can learn to do that you know fuck me it's took me about 12 years girl and I'm still learning I'm still telling everyone about my periods on the internet No, absolutely. I remember the recoupling in Love Island, the amount that I I held, that for me was calm. I was cool, calm, and collected. I was not like that on the inside. It took a lot for me to be like, I could have gone psycho. I wanted to go psycho. And I was like, like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Because I can't, do you know what it is with me? I can't go nuts and not cry. No, like, I don't get angry. Just cry. And I was like, that was just look pathetic. I was like, just hold your shit together. Don't cry. Well, I think that took such self-control. Like I often watch it, like me and Erkan, and I'm like, it's a good thing they haven't got like because obviously I know like a Love Island is a very different show to the show I was on and stuff like that. But like honestly, mate, I wish I could have like, you know, there was Sean as very when she did the congrats hun like that was so cutting and so cool and there's been a couple of as you know georgia held it together you were great amber i seem to remember was brilliant like i just feel like god if you put me in there i'd be fucking going mental even at 35 i'd still be like who the fuck is she and it's not her fault you know god like so i honestly take my hat off to all you lasses who managed to look dignified in that situation because i think it's a very i think it's that's the hardest part to watch actually yeah and I just knew, I knew I was going to get shit on in the recoupling because they kept me in that car, in that car park for about four hours and I was asked to go in. And I sat and I said, honestly now, if I go in there and then he's done me doing it, I was like, I'm walking, I'm going. And when you got there and you're like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll stay. <laughs> no, but right, right. honestly, like I watched your journey with Jax and I've got no idea what your relationship's like now and it's irrelevant I honestly think like you you did the best you did the best thing for you mate and I watched what for me was at times a little bit painful and quite triggering because it reminded me of some of my old relationships and I thought you know I just want to go in there and give that girl a hug and tell her like all relationships aren't like this you know um and I was really proud of you when you put your foot down and you, you know regardless of what happened and who you chose after that and whatever you did the right thing in that situation I hope people have told you that you know I don't know if Jax is a nice lad he's probably lovely outside of that environment but for me you putting yourself first there and walking away from that was a big power move girl you know I was like no if I don't stop it now I know that I will really fall too hard and I'll I'll not be able to get myself out of course and you know honestly I know you're saying like I always pick the wrong ones that I was in bad relationships but what you've just described to me there sounds like you're a bit of growth to me girl so don't be too hard on yourself you're definitely starting to prioritize the piece there (laughs) can I go stop that one please Um, and you know uh, even if I wasn't such a fucking nosy old cow and didn't want to know this for myself I've got to give the people on Instagram what they want girl like everybody wants to know have you spoke to Jax are you on good terms what is this? Yeah, we are. We're, We're on, on good terms. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's We're on good things. all I wanted to hear. Um, apart from obviously you're quite tempestuous up and downs in there, girl. I think um what I loved and what I always actually love from Love Island is when I see the girls bonding. 
Um, it was so cute. And like, you know, when you're all like running around, getting ready and getting excited together, it yeah. just looks to me like one great big long lasses holiday. I mean, if it wasn't for the boys, I think it would be such a scream. Um, <laughs> but yeah, did, did you come out of there with some really great friendships? I've seen on your Instagram, you've been out with Antonia. Is it just lush? Absolutely. Do you know what? There's so much of like the girls' friendship that they didn't show. Like we were, we were literally like one big group 90% of the time. We would sing song in that dress room for hours. They would come on the timeline like, girls, shut up. And we would just keep going and going. Uh, oh, do you know, I've not got a bad word to say about any of the girls. I'm re- I really am close with Antigone. She is, I'd probably say she's my closest one out of there. And she was only in there a week. And I mean, that just goes to show like how mental it is and then the bonds you can form. She's amazing. She was robbed, by the way. She was absolutely robbed. She She was robbed. Should have had a bit longer in there. You know what? She reminds us a couple of years ago. I watched the year with when Tyne um Lexi went in and I loved her and thought she should have had longer as well. Sometimes it's just the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it? The way the cookie crumbles, but you know what? She's absolutely thriving now, so it's worked in her favor, actually. Yeah. And she watched it and she's like, Do you know what? Even if I stayed, none of the other boys are my type anyway, so I'm glad I left when I did. <laughs> so you go, girl. <laughs> she doesn't need a man she's got a plan <laughs> yeah um I know you want to stay single for a little bit and you know I think that's really healthy and really good for you but in the future do you think potentially you could be another show for you do you think you could do so let's go dating first date hotel like do we think we could put trust in tv producers to find the love of your life or are you going to try a more organic route you know what I'm gonna never say never I will mm. do because you just never know right I mean, I came close twice, right? I came close twice. So the third time might be lucky. Oh, I love love those odds. (laughs) They're probably not great. I wouldn't bet on them personally, but I'll give it a go. Do you know what I mean? I can't get any worse than my way done. (laughs) Feeling that, Erkan's got quite a handsome cousin. Has he? Yeah. We should probably do double dates then. Well, that's selfishly why I'm suggesting it, because I want to spend more time with you, actually. (laughs) Let's set up. You like we've got each other's numbers now. Like let's just. I will. I'll, I'll. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm literally tingling. Right. Okay. I'll move on. Um, <laughs> I'm turning this into my own personal cupid. So, um, before I let you go, Gary, fit you put us in the secret too. We always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple of pearls of wisdom, um, just so they don't feel like they've been listening to me fangirl someone from Love Island for an hour, which is basically what I've done here. Um, but. I've, I've openly said, like, your impresses page. I think the way that you have carved your own path post Love Island, you know, not just um, not just doing the norm, really listening to what it is that makes your heart sing, that sets your soul on fire, doing a bit of both, you know, having your life from beforehand, but also enjoying all these amazing opportunities that are coming away. It's quite inspirational. It's a proper it's a bad bitch move basically <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people could learn from you I certainly wish I'd done more of what made me happy rather than just what I thought I should do when I was younger so I would like to know what your secret is to having the best of both worlds hey I think my secret to having the best of both worlds is as long as you're doing what makes you happy and what is true to you then you're always going to have the best of both worlds. And never settle for anything less. If boys aren't giving it to you, and I've said it before, if one thing isn't right, then I don't want it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. I know what I deserve. And to have the best of both worlds, I need everything to be 10 out of 10. So never settle. (laughs) That's it. And it is, you know, I think that's such good advice. Like, 
never settle for anything, whether it's like your work life, your home life, your professional, your personal, your relationships, like they should all be like setting your soul on fire. And honestly, it's impressive to me what you're (laughs) managing to achieve at the moment. And I just hope you continue to thrive, girl. Oh, thanks, Anne. I will do my absolute best. Ah, keep smashing Perfect. it. And then I'll be in touch for that double date. Yes. <laughs> Maybe give me like two months or so. So I'm not in such a like, oh, man. Oh, oh yeah, Try. sorry. Yeah. I'll give you a bit of a time to heal first, but I will send you his picture. Yes. <laughs> Are we toxic right now? I don't even know. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm past the phone camera now. It is what it is. <laughs> Well, everybody, that was the beautiful, both inside and out, Paige Thorne. Um, I think you get like a little bit of an idea of what a person's like from watching them on Love Island, but um, it's always nice when I get to have a more of an in-depth chat with someone. I'm always pleasantly surprised. I never judge anyone off TV, certainly not reality, because I all know, I know from experience, you know, how um, how skewed a perception you can get of someone from that. But um, no, it's always lovely to sit down and chat, because we just realise how normal nice and kind most of them actually are and Paige is completely no exception she's really up there with one of my favorite guests ever just lovely Uh, the type of person who just makes you smile from the second you speak to them and I really hope she finds whatever it is she's looking for because she deserves it um if you're loving listening to Vicky Patterson The Secret too which I really hope you guys are because god I absolutely love making it I can't believe this is work um then please tell you tell someone you think might like it about it you know um and also leave a review and don't forget we now have a youtube um if you prefer to watch podcasts rather than listen to them so yeah have a great week you deserve it <laughs>